0: Hello, everyone. This is Nicole Powell, a host on New Books and African-American Studies, a channel on the New Books Network. And I'm really honored to be here today sharing virtual space with Dr. Philip Butler and to discuss his newest work, Black Transhuman Liberation Theology. So Dr. Philip Butler is currently the term assistant professor of theology and Black post-human artificial intelligence systems at ILIF. School of Theology, and he's also the founder of the Seeker Project, a distinctly Black conversational artificial intelligence with mental health capacities. His work primarily focuses on the intersection of neuroscience, technology, spirituality, and race, and currently he is working to construct a Black post-humanism that is both critical and speculative in nature, and he's also building a distinctly Black artificial intelligence interface, combining machine learning and psychotherapeutic systems. Dr. Butler has an undergraduate degree in religious studies from Morehouse College, a master's in divinity from Emory University, and Dr. Butler did his doctoral work at the Claremont School of Theology, and he is currently working at the ILIF Artificial Intelligence Institute. Thank you, Dr. Butler, for joining me.
1: Thank you, Nicole, for having me. This is a, it's an honor and a pleasure.
0: Yeah, of course. So just to start off, um, could you tell us a little bit about how you came to write Black transhuman liberation theology?
1: No, that's a, that's a really good question. So this is actually my my dissertation, uh, and so when I was in my coursework and even working um, during my qualifying exams, uh, I was you know, in, in doing my pasty work uh, during the time of you know uh, Trayvon Martin, uh, Martin, um, Sanja Bland, uh, you know Mike Brown, you know. So I'm sitting here trying to figure out you know how to do a theology that that speaks to the future of blackness and, and black people, right and and it's one that is particularly particularly disruptive because I initially went into uh, Claremont School Theology to simply to do neuroscience and spirituality, uh, but uh, as you know, Professor Nitya uh, Saeed says, you kind of you have to do the work for the people that that claim you. Uh, and 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 at that pivot, these pivotal moments, you know, I, just, I had to really really rethink the way in which my work was going to be for uh, those folks who who I love dearly in the communities that. That I come from, and and, and hope to, to, you know, to really, really uh, do the work on behalf of, alongside with as well.
0: And in this current moment, where we see the prevalence of white supremacist violence towards Black folks, how does Black transhumanism speak to that, or serve as resistance to that violence?
1: Right. Uh, so I think, and so, so, even right. So when when I started out with neuroscience, spirituality at the beginning. Um, and then when I started thinking about the future of blackness, uh, so I think thinking about technology, right? Um, and, then, and that's where, I, and so all of this started to come together, but kind of at this pivotal moment, uh, we look at transhumanism really as as any, you know, as, in a really basic definition, transhumanism is any, uh, any use of technology to augment human intellectual, psychological, or physical capacities. Um, and so we could argue on a very basic level that black folks have been transhuman, right? And the way in which they... They, they write, they've been, you know, been they've been writers the way black folks have been architects and constructors. And so technology just doesn't have to be seen as, you know, like the extension of like smartphones or, or artificial intelligence, things like that. Um, and so e- even more so in this particular moment, it's an, ex- it's an acceptance of the way in which technology is not going anywhere, but even more so being becoming uh, progenitors of technology in ways that really allow for us to kind of be leaders in these industries, but also create systems um, uh, technologically, uh, technologically situated systems that work towards kind of uh, materializing kind of these liberating realities that, that shift um, power dynamics and, and work against, uh, and work to dismantle, disrupt, right? And, and really, really destroy right white supremacy in all of its many facets.
0: And since black transhuman liberation theology proposes that technology is key to like black liberation and black revolution, what does that mean for like the discourse around tech equity and access? And if we're augmenting our humanity in order to preserve our human bodies and to, you know, live and engage in, in this in this reality, how do we make tech access more equitable or how does tech equity like fit into that conversation?
1: Right. So this is I think that's a good question Right. in terms of like, like I hear like three questions about like humanity, tech access, right, and liberation. Um, and I think the first question, and, I, and this is part of the reason why I I, I highlight this like this transhuman like so within in trans this transhuman space, so this Black transhumanism that I that was working on um, is really uh, calling into question humanity as like a as a liberative marker, right? So like we've seen that within uh, civil rights movements and, and even and even just like other theological discourses, like there's always been this kind of push towards the uh, the work to, to, towards accepting black humanity or seeing black humanity as valid, right, and, and giving you know giving credits to the humanity of black folks, um, and so what I'm what I'm one of the things that I'm calling into question is whether or not humanity is, is something that's actually serving us well, right, right, uh, mainly mainly because if if humanity is meant to give us a, a certain level of protection, but it doesn't, then the question becomes like, uh, why use this? This this linguistic technology, right? Because you know our words become our own form of technology in the we we understand ourselves, and in the way we situate our mindsets and our behavior frameworks, so on and so forth. Um, but if we understand ourselves as human, the human is meant to give us the protection, but it doesn't. Um, then why 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 buy into the supposed you know benefits of humanity when humanity is not something that really uh, is 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 something that's an extension of, of, of us, right? And it's not to say that black folks aren't worthy, right? And and uh, and, and and you know, and given you know uh, worth dignity and respect, but I think the, the important thing to remember here is that white folks aren't human either. right? Human, humanity, as we understand it today in our current society, is an extension of white supremacist, enlightenment-based humanism, uh, which pretty much decided, created a human which is white and male and then decided everything else was to be you know ordered in response to that, that construction. And so but the, I, the, if you look at the qualities of this human, it's kind of detached. Uh, you know, uh, observer, right? This kind of spirit mm-hmm. or this mind, well, that is detached from a body, so to speak. This subjective, uh, sorry, this, yeah, this subjective observer, right? Then, then you really the white folks ain't human either, ma- mainly because, right? This this idea of objectivity doesn't exist, mainly because every time somebody tries to assert any form of observation or even analysis, their 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 perspective, their histories, their location is 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 is, is, is just all the way through it, uh, and so. Uh, if the white folks aren't human and, and human humanity isn't serving black folks, then we 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 should really seriously consider uh, another type of nomenclature, right? And that's part of the reason why transhuman is like a it's like a place market. Mm-hmm. And so when we start kind of moving forward to to look into the ways in which um, we start talking about tech access and and things like that, I think that before you look at tech access, we got to look at the ways in which our bodies function as its own form of technology, right? Um, and so that in itself is particularly important mainly because uh, if if we can see our bodies as technology, then the extension of our bodies or the augmentation of our bodies uh, right or just the enhancement of, of the things around us uh, become a bit more palatable a bit more a bit more um, a, a bit more commonsensical even uh, if you will uh, because it's it's an extension of us and it's not to re- reduce blackness right to this kind of uh, mechanistic or even kind of basic biological sense. It's just the recognition that like blackness uh, represents kind of an uh, almost as uh, Angela Hilly would say, right? This kind of this this potential, right? Um, and this kind of this open-endedness, right? So in this transhumanist space, blackness is open, it's potential, it's it's infinite in its capacities, um, and so in then moving into like questions about equity, I think equity um, is is fine and dandy, but I, I think it still places blackness in response to white supremacy, right? It's like oh, you guys have this. Uh, and so, please include us, right? right? Please make right. it equitable for us, which is which still sounds like 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 asking, right? right? And if we're talking about blackness in terms of how sherman Sherman Jackson looks at kind of black religion as this as this particular disposition that is always uh, working to disrupt and dismantle uh, white supremacy, then uh, we can really we really can't ask for equity anymore. And this is why you know in terms of like the technological space, um, I'm suggesting that that black folks, Ought to become the progenitors of it right and and, that be, and, this, and this becomes tricky mainly because then where's the money going to come from to fund a lot of these uh, you know a lot of these uh, these endeavors uh, and, and so that that in itself is something I think that that needs to be the economics of it needs to be reconsidered uh, and, and I, I think I, I think I'm, I'm thinking about this in some of my current work in terms of like uh, uh, data labor and universal basic income but needless to say the idea is that equity becomes a question of the past mainly because um, we're working to create our own systems that that, that have the same if not that that, that are actually more powerful right because the whole point of it is to is to disrupt hot power and so we can't really work to just compete to be at the same level this has to be this has to be a legitimate competitive race whereby folks are you know looking to outdo one another and and and, and reach and re um, recalibrate uh, as well as disrupt current you know power structural you know paradigms and, and, and realities uh, So I I hope I'm answering your question.
0: (laughs) Yeah, that makes makes sense. And I think when you were talking a little bit about how humanity is a term that we haven't really had full access or Black folks haven't really had full access to or haven't had like the full protections and responsibilities and like quotation marks rights that humanity provides different beings. Mm -hmm. It kind of reminded me of um, The Promise of Patriarchy by Eula Taylor and how um, even though like, she, she's using women in Nation of Islam as a case study to describe how, like, patriarchy, like, Black women have never had access to the same protections of womanhood, yet, like, mm-hmm. we still we still cling or, like, want that, we still want that term woman because, like, we want the protections or, like, the different things that come with womanhood despite, like, it, it existing under, like, patriarchal violence. And so I think it's interesting because, like, Black folks still do want like we want the title human even though that title is like or that term is like violence ridden so mm. I'm just under I'm just thinking about like what challenges would come from trying to get people to detach themselves from humanity or to see like the violence behind that term like or is that it's it's going to be challenging to like encourage people to say like we shouldn't use this term anymore so like what challenges can you see arising from that
1: no, I think I think at least from a from a I think there's a plethora of challenges. I think at least from a theological perspective, right? Humans have a particular relationship with God, or at least the divine figure, right? And, and then you could look at this in, in terms of a lot of different like major religions where there is a deity, right? Um, if you go to you know the Adam and Eve story, just as an example, right? Um, humans uh, supposedly, or man, right, uh, using the language of the text, is was created uh, kind of once, towards the end but then given authority but then also made in the image and likeness of God and God's self. And so the question becomes if we're not human anymore then where do we see ourselves in this kind of you know kind of chain of being so to speak, right? Uh if we remove ourselves from this kind of a 7-day creation story so to speak, so to speak, right? Uh, where do we fit uh is there are there other 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 kind of cosmogenic myths that we can find ourselves to be a part of but but again but then within a predominantly like a still largely kind of christian or at least christian based like nation and even like black communities are, are, are still you know majority christian in many ways you're asking black folks to remove themselves right from the very things yeah. that give them an identity so to speak right and so this becomes like a a, a really really big challenge uh, and so this i mean and so i think it's kind of what i was moving to in terms of like black vitality right it's, it has more this kind of african centered um, kind of spirituality in this framework, right, and where even questions the necessity of a soul, right, uh, because if because uh, vitality is 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 flowing through the body in such a way that 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 not only gives life to it but everything around it, uh, and so like the, this this becomes like the um, you know the source for everything. Uh, but again, I think that's but that's the I think but that's the main challenge, like asking folks to relinquish um, their current relationship with God for a different one, right? And you could argue that the, the lack of like direct uh, and even concrete answers, <laughs> well, by talking about concrete when we're talking about religion is an interesting question altogether. But that, the, the whole idea is that uh, folks are invested in this particular structure. Uh, and you're asking them to remove themselves to, uh, to the uncertainty of something else that could potentially and seemingly has a, a, a Has the capacity to do something different in terms of how they identify the power that they feel like they can assert in you know in the in the in the natural world or or in relationship in spiritual relationships so on and so forth. But I think again, like theologically, that's the that's the main question you're asking people to detach even divorce themselves from like the very things that they that they've come to define themselves against, like you know for
0: (laughs) for for several centuries. Yeah, Yeah. and I think. Another aspect of transhumanism that was interesting to me is that it's a biocultural orientation, but it also makes political positions. So it takes it it takes stances. So, for example, you define black transhumanism as advocating for technology, which emerges alongside and in conjunction with the body. So would someone who Mm -hmm. does not align themselves with that still be considered a black transhumanist.
1: So I, and so this is this becomes like a sticky, and I mean, maybe even a tricky thing because you may not say you align with it, but I ask you that I'm not I think my and not you like per, like you know, but I but like the person who who has the, you know this kind of pushback. I gotta ask like, then well, what about your life? Isn't isn't technological? Like, what about what what about what you engage in? is not an extension of you, and not and not you, right? Even if you look at your body by itself, you know, if, if you're listening to this, you have a you know you have a podcast kind of app. And then there's an app that's attached to a larger, you know, kind of hardware uh, device, right? Uh, Then that device is connected somewhere, you know, whether it be through, like, internet or you know, through cellular uh, cellular data, so on and so forth, right? It's like what about what you're doing is not technological even if you're like, I'm am ai a paper and pen person. Cool. Right. You know, it, you're not, you're not using your fingernails to like to etch into the paper, <laughs> mm-hmm. you know? Uh, and even if you are like, that's still that, that's that technology that you're using. And so like, it's, I, I think it's just really trying to get people to reframe the way in which they understand, like um, uh, their, their own existence. Right. Because if, if, if we are the progenitors of technology, right. then what you're actually suggesting is that life itself has way more potential then the things being hard and fast and fixed, technology is not a fixed thing. It's an ever-evolving, and I, I think our countries are co-evolving along with us. And so, if technology is co-evolving, then it co-evolves along with the imaginations of the person or people, right, who are um, who are who are wielding it, or, or who are in relationship with it. And so, if somebody's suggesting that, that they're not uh, that they don't see themselves in this way, then I, again, I just kind of raise that question: like, in, in what ways are you not technologically situated already?
0: Right. And I think it helps us to redefine like how we need technology or what technology is, because I'm I'm sure a lot of folks probably wouldn't consider pen and paper technology, but it's something outside of our bodies that we're using to augment our abilities. So mm-hmm. um, and then an- yeah. another question, another question I had was, I think when readers who especially who are familiar with black liberation theology, who read this, they're definitely going to See or read the cover at least or the title and be like Black transhuman liberation theology. That sounds like black liberation theology. So I think um what conversations or what disciplines inform Black transhuman liberation theology and what sort of thought leaders um inform, inform like the principles of this of Black transhuman liberation theology?
1: No, I think that's fair. Uh so I think uh, this is a so this is a kind of kind of a constructive work where I piece a piece a lot of things together <laughs> to make to make this right, Um, and so I I do this with a lot of folks uh, in mind. But I think a, a, a same so in terms of like so we'll start with the disciplines. So which disciplines inform this? Right, we have kind of science and technology studies. Uh, we're we're also looking at kind of uh, uh, neuroscience, whether it be a little bit of cognitive. Uh, Cognitive science as well, uh, some physiological studies uh, are, are in there, uh, and then, uh, then primarily, kind of uh, at the at the base of it, right, is spirituality studies, right, and so um, we're we're looking we're looking at this combination of of neuroscience, spirituality studies, black theology, right, uh, and even kind of uh and transhumanist theory, but even but I say that. And I and I'll let you in on a little a little secret, uh, Nicole. Right. So this I, I wrote this I wrote this with Black posthumanism in mind. If you if you look at the the, the introduction, right. Black transhumanism rests on the tenets of of Black posthumanism. Um, and so a lot of this is still kind of uh, kind of uh, intertwined with like posthumanism and, and process process thought. Right, when you see like Alpha North Whitehead and Monica Coleman, uh, folks like that, um, and so in terms of like thought leaders and things like that, you have, you have those folks. Um, and we, we looked at some French Fanon in there. He's he's definitely a, a big piece um, in terms of the uh, the science technology studies. Um, I I drew heavily from um, um, I drew heavily from uh, from from Barbara from Barbara from Barbara Holmes, right? Uh, and even kind of expanding on what she didn't uh, initially. Uh, with with uh, with joy unspeakable um, to in- include Akasha Hole and uh, Angel Williams and, and just a, a lot more other kind of Black spiritual practitioners, right? To to mix the the neuroscientific, the, actually the neurophysiological, right? With that, so we we also in terms of neurophysiological stuff, we did some Angel Newberg, our religious experiences, and tape. So it's just a, it's just it's really just an, an amalgamative kind of move here uh, to really kind of construct uh, what it means to to rethink. Uh, our existence this way
0: and I think you were saying that black transhumanism is like the channel or the means by which we access black post humanism. so how does black posthumanism align with black liberation and are the two interchangeable? right
1: so if we, so this and this this kind of goes back to at least in the beginning, right we talked about um like transhumanism being a place marker for how we for like right. for what we are right now, right and so even. Um, like even like a, like a post-humanism is this kind of, this final, this finally kind of just like saying like, you know, just put it, a, put, put this human thing to bed uh, and even put a lot of like the constraints of religiosity or, or uh, religion to bed as well. And not necessarily, it doesn't, it, but it, it and so, but I don't want to get it wrong. It doesn't have to be uh, atheistic. Uh, at the same time, it's just a uh, black post-humanism. It's just, it, uh, it it takes, it's an acceptance, right? of Of like the chaos and the uncertainty, right? And a and willingness to, to, uh, to trudge through that. And, 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 but at the same time, take, take these things into account, right? Uh, and so while, while I think that, that Black transhumanism becomes a, mo- a way, kind of a, a way to, to think alongside Black Posthumanism, Black Posthumanism becomes a foundation, mainly because like, if, if chaos and uncertainty become a, a, a basic part of everyday life, and an acceptance of it allows people to, to, to move in ways that are, uh, that at least I think, right? And that are ways that are, that, that give folks the opportunity to actually take, and take more control over their uh, their situations. And give it gives them the responsibility and the onus, right, to move towards the type of freedom or liberation that they desire in their hearts.
0: And is this something that we all should be striving towards, like disavowing our humanity? Is this something that is across the board for Black folks. For should White folks be disavowing their humanity? Should other people of color be disavowing their humanity, um, or is this something? Yeah. Like, yeah,
1: yeah. No, no, that's not no, yeah, not no. Yeah, definitely. I mean, like if if I had to you know say put the, put together, uh, you know, like a <laughs> like a PSA. You know, it's it's mainly like yo humanity. Um it's a facade, right? Like and and everything is myth. And so like if you like in the, in the very end, like the beginning of the last chapter of this of this book, we we looked at um a little bit of like power, um and like this kind of these meta ontological uh, frameworks. Um and the, but the but the, it came back to the concrete the concrete was like with a little bit of nipsey hustle, like uh, you know, disrespectful and arrogant, who's gonna stop us? Meaning that in in some ways you gotta do whatever you gotta do to be like to be the fullest of, of what it means to be yourself. And this becomes like, and so one thing I did mention, right, was also this decolonial framework that's, that kind of undergirds all of this, right? It's like, if whoever you are is gonna be outside of whatever binary white supremacist heteronormative framework that already exists. Like you're not gonna fit in there, there's no way, right? And so whoever you're gonna be, be disrespectful as you can be to this white supremacist framework to 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 to, to kind of present yourself in a way that, that not only Puts cracks in it, but does not allow for it to to maintain itself, right? Uh, And so, this but this this also comes from a a from being willing to really to really you know kind of undo the very things we that we've wanted to lean on, right? Uh, Which a lot in many cases stem from the the human, the human right and the way in which we see ourselves in relationship to it, or at least being it, Uh, and and but moving on to something else.
0: Right, it's literally like, in the words of Fred Modin, refusing what has been refused to us. So since um, humanity yeah. has been refused to, since humanity has been refused, like the concept of humanity being refused to black folks, we're saying this concept is not something we should align with anyways.
1: Yeah. No, we, we should not. And, and I think it's just a, no, yes, yeah, it's, it's definitely that, that kind of like in, intentional and, and persistent refusal right, to participate, definitely.
0: And then could you define um, the nine principles that undergird Black post-humanism, or at least some of them, a little bit for readers who or, or listeners who are not f- as familiar with post-humanist thought?
1: Sure. Let me, uh, let me see off the top of my head, right?
0: <laughs> <laughs> or we can just... I know, me, I know, right? I'm sorry. Or we can just... Uh, <laughs> It's the main tenets, a core tenets that undergird this. The principle is not right, so like, think, oh, this is a quiz. Yeah, but. Yeah,
1: yeah. <laughs> yeah, right, kind of a little bit, right? But also, so here we, so I think the main ones, right, is uh, are that, right, uh, non-linearity, uh, is, I think is one of the main ones, right? Everything, like, while, while things happen in a certain way, right, that the framework, that even that you perceive things, it does, it does nothing, it, it's not something that is, it, it Kind of like this, kind of the system that is a domino effect. Things are converging, dissecting, uh, converging, uh, dissecting, uh, intersecting, right, overlapping. Um, it's nothing is 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 just kind of uh, things. Even circular, right? Things are vertical, right? It, it's uh, we we can't really rely on linearity in the, to to, uh, to provide us some sense of security anymore, right? So non linearity, uh, the process of change, right? Um, I think that is something to to always uh, to remember, right? In terms of like, nothing will ever be the same, even, you know, like uh, as we can, I think it kind of, we look at it kind of on a physiological level, right? Every moment uh, that we are, we exist, right? Our bodies are responding to certain things, which means that we have different physiological um, uh, activities that occur, which means that we're, we're definitely uh, not going to be the same, right? And so, and so I think the, the third one, and I, maybe I'll do one more, uh, is that right? Complex knowledge, <clears throat> complex knowledge is important, um, which which also leads back to this nonlinearity. Uh, uh, relativity, right, is is not unsubstantial, right? It's it's everything, right? And, when, and what I mean by this, right, you could think you could think of it in terms of, of Einstein, but even even more so, like the, the relativity is more is has more to do with the individual subject or the ind- individual perceiver and each individual's perspective. It's definitely something to be validated, right? But also to be something that is to be deconstructed. Like nothing, nothing ought to be to to be able to stand, right? It's it's kind mm-hmm. of uh, puts us in a place where we where we have to where we have to remember that like uh, like everything is nothing all all at the same time, and, and like you could say that like this is like this is this is whimsical and and um, a bit far-fetched, but like on on some level, if you continue to break it down you Recognize that it, it's you know, if there's uh, in many ways, particles that just kind of exist and, and these things all exist together, and but the configuration, right? So, I, I think one of the things that we I like to highlight, it, um, is like the difference between like form, uh, uh and, and by that, I mean, right? Like, so for instance, you, you may have an animal, say, like a dog, right, uh, or a person, and and in many, and historically, there's always been like this going back to this chain of being we talked about before, right? Humans or persons. Are somehow better than dogs, but I think we're, we recognize right that you have human biology, of human physiology, and dog uh, biology, dog physiology, uh, and I think that the betterness always boils down to consciousness, right? And we we, can, we I think the argument has always been that like humans are better because humans make stuff, or that humans uh, can can you know can see themselves and recognize themselves. But all of these things we have to ask, you know, in and, and what ways has the dog not been doing this? Right. And in what way can we really see that the dog doesn't know that the dog is the dog has a self or or is the dog even in a kind of a Buddhist framework better than us? Because the dog may maybe if the the dog can't recognize itself, is it better because it recognizes that it has no self? Right. Um, But the the whole point is that we can't perceive who we can't perceive anything from anybody else's perspective. Uh, And so this this relativity becomes integral, mainly because it gives uh, others the opportunity to really, really ground themselves in their own uh, uh, histories and uh, location and bodies, uh, while at the same time parsing apart what it means for them to be in that way. And so nothing's static, everything's changing. Uh, and then I think uh, the last one uh, yeah, I'll do the highlight is this uh, right non-determinism, right, does not negate supernature, right? Uh, that is this idea that just because uncertainty, disorder, and chaos is there, that doesn't mean that there aren't uh, like forces that are larger than us in terms of like. And this is why I was talking earlier to like this atheistic or not. Like just because just because this, this disorder and chaos, there still could be there still could be deities out there. There still could be there still are, as we know in terms of physics, right, In science. There still are immaterial objects that exist and have real impact on physical objects that exist. And so uh, it's just a matter of recognizing that that we don't know as much as we think we do with an openness right to, to explore in a, in a very real way.
0: I have another um, Praxis question. So. um, Bring us back, bring
1: us back down from there. Right.
0: (laughs) (laughs) So, um, Given um, black transhumanism's emphasis on augmenting, like both spiritual and physical abilities, how can we look at Black transhumanist theology through a disability justice lens?
1: No, I think that's totally fair. And I think this is where like the relativity piece comes in, right? Like it's um there there is the the ability to uh the ability to augment oneself without without creating a new normative framework, right? And it meaning that uh this does not necessarily suggest that that everyone ought to do this or that everyone wants to do this or that everyone is required to do this. Uh, it is. This this goes. This, I think that this this gives uh, folks from differently able perspectives the the, the 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 very same level of agency to do this or not, in right. <clears throat> function in which whichever techno- technological apparatus or not that they that they want to be that they want to right be uh, to be in relationship with. And so mm-hmm. it's just a matter of no matter which which uh, which type of uh, ability one has. It's just a matter of selecting and choosing, and then being and then living with the type of te- technologies that one wants to be in relationship with. So, by no means, is this attempting to create a new normative phys- phys- uh, physical, <clears throat> intellectual, or, or or any kind of able abled framework, right? This is this has to do with, with agency, right? And and being oneself uh, in this transhumanist uh, space.
0: That's beautiful. How inclusive it is, and how it works for every. At, out of lack for a better word, every being, every human person. Um, not, so I mean, you, I, go, go ahead. Oh no, go ahead. No, you go ahead. <laughs> no, all, all I was just
1: about to say is just that I think it's I think it's imperative, right, to to really to really uh, that to maintain like the the space of openness, right? Because i mean, if we if we look at transhumanist roots, transhumanist roots are meant to be eugenic in nature. They're meant to be. Mm-hmm. They're meant to be. Uh, Pushing towards a particular type of norm of normalcy, right? A particular type of like super super white guy, right? Um, uh, who has like who's a master of, of of all of the elements, so to speak. Uh, and you can you could you could argue, right? Where some folks would say that like Nietzsche uh, is is a part of this art this, this in terms of like the uh, the overman, right? <clears throat> and and which which in in his regard, it's not entirely like technologically advanced. It's more of a spiritual advancement in, in many ways, but it doesn't always it doesn't always bring itself out there depending upon the trans the, like the the, the 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 modern transhumanist part that it's engaging like so if, especially like if it's look the, the political movements of transhumanism versus the, the philosophical movements they're always they're always kind of after this type of posthuman but a transhumanist posthuman is one that creates kind of a new norm and is and its experiences are so far vastly different from us because of the enhancements that it has. Like if, mm-hmm. if, you know, if picking up a car uh, is, 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 is like, you know, it's like picking up your textbook for them, then, you know, the world is, is perceptively right and even kind of sens- sensibly different. And so it's, but again, if that's the kind of norm people are after, then that does not allow for everybody to make it into this future. Right. So, yeah. Right.
0: Even like, you had a question.
1: Oh
0: well, I was, well, when I was reading the the work, just like the human term, like how contested it is and how like human is, even though like white folks are not at the, they don't align themselves or they don't embody like that term, but that human is so interchangeable mm-hmm. with like white man, with literally what you said, like super white guy. It's just like interchangeable. And that's exactly why it's like not an inclusive term.
1: No, not at all. Right, and I, and I think um, I think it's I think it's, it's it's just again it's meant to be perceived as one. And I think this is, you know where like Victor Anderson would would talk about like the like the limits of liberalism, right? Where it's you know we we're accepting you, but only you mm-hmm. that look like this. Or even um, even when Kelly Brown Douglas like it would it, it, would, it would trip it would trip me out when she would talk about like the civil like the civil pathless where folks during the Great Migration would get off would literally get off the train. And we handle the pamphlet of like this is how we act up here. This is how we, mm-hmm. you know, this is how we function. Uh, which again, right? If you look at the connect, like you know, like we have civil pamphlets, and then we have civil rights, and then we have like black black folks who who, who even to the day when folks talk about like for Cardi B, for for example, is like the type of the type of woman she is, right? That does not get included. Uh, or you know or or Megan the stallion these these women don't these are women don't deserve the same level of respect because right. they don't they don't always exist right within this type of civil code and and so it's it's still like there's still always going to be gradients of like of man or human and then like those who exist outside right.
0: of right. yes, I think it is important to uplift those gradients and like w- like what we were saying about Meg the stallion, just how, she is like being so unprotected because she doesn't align with like what the protections of womanhood or, or just how people perceive like what a woman should be or how should act or dress. Um, and because of that, like, she's not, she doesn't benefit from all the full protections of womanhood. And so many, like yeah. most black women don't, all black women don't access. Women. <laughs> so, yeah. That's no, the-
1: and as and, and I mean, so she's like, you know, and it, and I this this Victorian woman that gets lifted up, right, with that, that you you know that you're talking about, right, is anything outside of that. And that's why I think um uh, this, uh the tra- uh, trans necropolitics, I think by uh uh Riley Riley Snorton uh from uh talks about like these uh, these heteronormative binaries, right? The like the heteronormative man in their binaries and then like uh this the way in which like black women are not only not men they're not women, and so they are right. at least like three degrees away from it and then you add like you know black culture, and then you have like you know so it's 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 and it's to me this becomes like just more evidence as to why like we can't we can't depend on this word because it never like ever was uh was meant for us
0: right, and I think also it's beautiful that like you're making us aware of this gradients, but then you're also like transhumanism is a way for us to transcend the human. So there's a solution mm. that's present in the text too. So it's not just like, we're aware of this gradients and we're aware of our position in the gradients and like, it's all so overwhelming and so sad, but there's something that we can align <laughs> toward and towards and um, towards. and that's transhumanism. So it's a, definitely a great contribution.
1: No, thank you. I didn't even think about this like it as as being transcendent. <clears throat> I, I thought it I thought of it more like as in a transient. So no, I like that you know, transcending, transcending humanism. Um, which, but but uh, but in terms of like when you talk about this kind of solution or like not just sad, it like, made me think about like this. Like I think that's the what what kind of something like theology has to give, right? To, right. Yeah. to these types of conversations, mainly because right, like like this could easily be like an Afro pessimistic kind of discourse, right, or dialogue, um, you know, that just kind of looks at, like, this is this is it, the social death all over, and the term is not one that is going to provide any type of life for us, but I think the theological term is one that gives it, that provides us a level of hope, right. uh, and then creativity to move, right, and to, to reorganize uh, and reconstitute ourselves, right, with these, with, in the formation of new systems that can be seen in this way. Right.
0: So um, you conclude the work by considering what the spirituality of revolt might look like in 2030. So why is it important? <laughs> so why is it important to end the work in this way through like this, like low key, like mini case study or just like more of a praxis ending in that way?
1: Right. No, I'm sorry. It's funny. Like I was talking to a buddy of mine uh, a couple of weeks back and it's like, um, like it, it like the, like the theories, well, like without narrative, like theories sometimes just fall, like just caves in on itself. Right. Um, and so like, because we, we don't have a, a pure example of this yet, and I'm saying there's anything ever that's pure, right? Uh, since we don't have uh, like a, a living example of this, we had to create a narrative of it. And so the narrative becomes a way for us to imagine what this looks like uh, in, in environments, right? Where black folks are, uh, in the future, in power, and have the ability to I- exert agency over, uh, uh, over you know, over their own lives, and even influence you know, influence policy and in, in the world around them in a way that you know, can be cl- clandestine, in a way, right? That can be overt, right? Uh, but in a way that just seems normal. Um, and so, no, I think I think the practical piece, right, is just to like, all right, so we we've talked all of this trash, use a lot of big words, right. <laughs> Right. so how it <laughs> um, and cool so thing? yeah but like what what is it what does it do like how does it actually how can it actually help how can it actually you know help folks materialize these liberating realities that you talked about right so this is where you have the character waking up in like a fully immersed fully technologically immersed environment who's engaging in their spiritual practice um who is who is engaging in subversive subversive uh business practices into uh, kind of uh, subversive global economic practices, right? Uh, and he was, who was also potentially a part of like a, like a whole, you know, <laughs> um, uh, what, what, what I wanna use, uh, like secret family type stuff, right? Uh, and so, you know, this, this person is, is, is making moves uh, in a way that is meant to, again, kind of shift, uh, you know, the scale or tip the scale, right? As the roots would say.
0: Right. So um in conclusion, thank you so much. <laughs> what do you hope will be the scholarly and like and also greater like revolutionary contributions of Black transhuman liberation theology?
1: You're asking me very big questions, Nicole. This is very I really I love it. I love it. Uh, so <laughs> this is a, um uh revo- revolutionary impact. Well uh, well, so I mean I think if I'm, if I'm uh I'm clear or I'm just honest about this I think um, that this can be a framework right to perceive uh, the world through right uh, at the very least uh, if uh, if 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 folks are willing to shed shed their humanity right uh, and begin to see their bodies as this kind of infinitely uh, this this or this bed for infinite potential so to speak right or, or um, then Right, then the willingness to 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 move into uh, spaces that were have not historically been for them, right? So I think also like at, this also has something to, to touch on in terms of like the like the uh, the aversion to technological uh, industries that Black folks uh, have like presently, right? And so while 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 Black folks. Yeah, it may have some of the latest tech, right? In terms of like consumer, on a consumer level, right? People, black folks are are beginning, right, to to more regularly move into technological roles or technological spaces, <clears throat> uh, and I, I think uh, as a strategy, I think this could be potentially uh, kind of used to to rethink what it means to be in a in a in in kind of quote unquote the tech inter- industry, right, or even more so. Right. Just to, to look at what it means to to be in charge of the, 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 the state of the art uh, mm-hmm. and to be the ones in the vanguard of what is state of the art. Right. And so I think black folks you, one can argue that black folks are state of the art in terms of culture. Right. But then what does it mean to to be state of the art in terms of like innovation as it as it pertains to like technology. Right. Uh, like Internet of Things um general general artificial intelligence that we're still working towards like quantum supremacy right uh genetic engineering like these specific fields what does it mean for black folks to be at the at, at, to be at the the bleeding edges of these industries leading these teams um and to and to not be like the, the diversity and inclusion people right like it's right like that that's that, that's that's not the those that's not the role like that this still becomes like the equity question like the equity um, Like how do you make this? How do you make this? Like More how equitable. do you make this with me in mind? Right, right. Well, it's and so if the question becomes now, I'm gonna make this, and I'm gonna have, and I'm and I know what it's like to not have be included, and so I I can then make this either specifically for me, right, or I can make this w- w- knowing what it means to to have other people in mind, <clears throat> right. And so kind of in like in Enrique Dussel. Uh, right, like being able to 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 philosophize and then do work at the from from the perspective of the margins. Like you know, have a better idea because you see right. uh, you see what other people don't see. Right?
0: Mm-hmm. You're expert, right? And oh. so,
1: no, I, I think yeah, I it, oh, I, it's just that like a framework right there that, that pushes the bounds into what it means to be a progenitor uh, in these spaces.
0: Well, thank you so much uh, for joining me this morning. It's been a pleasure and so enlightening to read this work and to converse with you. So, thank you again, Dr. Butler.
1: No, no, it's, it's, it's been a pleasure, Nicole. Your, your questions, like yo, yo, this you really make you're making me think and and, and really draw <laughs> and draw from the well. So, I, I really not appreciate it. I-